The Spiritual Musings of a Brown Girl is sponsored by Blue Lotus Hill Designs. Looking for vintage coach handbags, unique handcrafted jewelry, and crochet textiles to complement your wardrobe? Head over to Blue Lotus Hill Designs. You can find Blue Lotus Hill Designs on Instagram, Facebook, and Poshmark. Use the code BROWNGIRL for 10% off your first order. Hi, welcome to the Spiritual Musings of a Brown Girl. I am that brown girl, <laughs> or I used to be. I'm Tracy Ricks Foster, and thank you so much for tuning in. Um, what is this show about if this is your first time tuning in? Um, the Spiritual Musings of a Brown Girl, which is who I am. At heart, I am that beautiful, pigtailed brown girl who grew up in the city of Detroit, Michigan, who lived off of Linwood and Puritan, who spent uh, weekends and, and lots of beautiful summers on Roseline off of Eight Mile Road. And as a child, I was very introspective and I thought deeply about certain things. And um, when you're young and you have an inquisitive type of soul, sometimes you, especially given your environment, you keep a lot of things on the inside. You don't necessarily uh, confide about what you're feeling and and your thoughts and things of that nature. And I used to keep diaries and journals and stuff like that. But my mom read all of my stuff, you know, which, <laughs> which for, you know, any person, any teenager or any child, when someone invades your space in that manner, regardless of the intention, it just gives you that feeling of how do I, really grapple with the things that I am feeling on the inside. And so that spurred me on as a young writer where I wrote about a lot of, of my feelings and a lot about the things I was going through. But still, I kept a lot of things inside. And as I grew up and I, I became an adult and I started writing, a lot of those musings became a part of the things that I, I wrote and the things that I write today. I find that being open and being or using a form of transparency when it comes to being a black woman living in white spaces and just living in a country that is situated and founded on everything opposite of being a brown girl. It gives me a lot to think about and a lot to process. And 
when you come up in the throes of religiosity for a person like myself who was analytical and um, introspective, I do overanalyze a lot of things and pick it apart in my mind. When you grow up into that type of situation, it really gives you deep perspective on the world outside of what you know. And as I ventured out of religiosity and I, I burst that bubble and I began to be reborn, I find that the thoughts of that brown girl began to collide with the woman that I am today. And that's why this show is called The Spiritual Musings of a Brown Girl. Because I really do believe that we are all spiritual beings that are having a physical, a physical existence and presence here on this planet. And when I think about all of the, you know, all of the, the little things that I thought about as a young person, as a young brown girl living in Detroit, they weren't the ordinary things that little girls, little brown girls think about. You know, I, I had the thoughts of, yes, one day I'm going to be a wife to a black man. I'm going to have, you know, a dozen black children and I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a writer. You know, those were my thoughts. My thoughts were, I'm going to be a journalist and I'm going to get married when I'm 35 and have my first child when I'm 35 or 36 years of age. Because I want to be able to live a fulfilled life and then be able to settle down and with my experiences, be able to enter another chapter of my life as a wife and a mother and then give birth to all of these children <laughs> and give them all of this wisdom that I have. Can you name another eight, nine, 10 year old child that had those type of thoughts? already laid out. And that's why I say that we are spiritual beings first and foremost, and that we are here having this experience as a human being, because a lot of the other things that I thought about as a young person, People don't really think about it. You know, young people don't really think in that matter. Yes, I'm going to be a mommy one day. Yes, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to do all these things. Yes, I'm going to be a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, you know, or, or all of those things. But the way that my mind operated as a young person is that I fully 
analyzed and thought about things. And, and I don't want to sit back and say something disparaging about my parents or about religion or something like that because everything is not for everybody and we have to the the choices that we make as parents we make them for the good of ourselves and also for the benefit of our you know of our offspring but for me being the person that I am and that I, I have become, religion is not for me. <laughs> religion is not for me because where I see myself and where I saw myself going at such a young age, I cannot be, or that type of expression cannot be contained. And the fact that it was contained led to a lot of different issues that I had as a young person and then as an adult and then going through this thing called life. And what I'm not saying is that when you are an adult and you have uh, you have a religious preference and you pass that on to your children. What I'm not what I'm not saying is that you should not do that. But what I am saying is also leave an option open for your children to be able to find their way to become who they are meant to become. Because when we put a religion on top of our offspring, especially westernized religions. What we do is we put a cap on the future of our children and where they can go, where they can go spiritually. Because we have to also remember that religion does not foster spirituality. Even though, you know, there are aspects of spirituality within religion, such as praying and chanting and um, ritual. Those things are the hallmarks of spirituality, but they are wrapped up into something called religion a belief system. And sometimes belief systems which are inherently drawn from agendas of men, most notably European men, they come with a caveat of control because that's what religion is. Religion is a system of rules and regulations that are meant to control your mind, to control your thinking ability. And when we allow 
religion to take the place of spirituality, then we lose the power to use that which we already have, which is a spiritual link and connection to to the divine. And that is what this show is about. It's about helping you to reconnect to your spiritual link, to your ability to connect to the divine because we are all spiritual beings. And that's what this show is about. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about something that I have. I think there was another show and I talked about maturing as a woman, maturing as a black woman. And I talked a little bit about aging and it's age, you know, age a number. And on my social media, I wrote a post about aging and how just because a person may be of a certain age where you would believe that they have the crown of wisdom bestowed upon them, that's not necessarily so. And I get into on that post, I talk about how You know, we have this thing where it is readily believed that, oh, this person has gray hair, gray or white hair. They're 50, 60, 70 years of age. They have lots of wisdom. Let me uh, get advice from them or let me pay them that honor of respect because of, hey, they've lived life They've experienced some things. They they know some things. And there was something that my grandmother told me. And that goes into my, what I said earlier about how as a young person, there are things that my, my grandmother would say to me. And as a young person, a young brown girl, I thought about it. (laughs) I really thought about what she was saying. And that shaped the way I view life. My grandmother talked to me about homosexuality and and people being, you know, different than I am, you know, and how we were to treat them. And um, I would have to say that even though she was or is, because she's still present with us, she chose to be one of Jehovah's Witnesses. A lot of things that she said did not match up with the religion. And that's one of those things 
that when it came to people who are a little different than we are, to be loving and accepting of them. So here's a little bit of my um, my Facebook post, and we're going to talk about it just a little bit. You know, here is the the Facebook post, and I I. I'm going to read it to you, what I said. Here are some of my thoughts. There's a saying that goes, wisdom comes with age. We assume that as one travels the human experience called life, that we accumulate lessons learned and thereby acquire knowledge that translates to wisdom in due course. So as we age, we have this golden library of wisdom that we can pull from to advise, assist, rescue, or help someone. That's how all of this works, right? Wrong. My grandmommy, Ophelia, never believed that wisdom comes with age. She used to say when I was coming up that there are a lot of older people walking around without a lick of good sense or maturity. They didn't learn anything when they were young, so they remain ignorant in old age. I remember thinking as a little brown girl, how is it that one goes through life lives to be an elder, and they're not rewarded with the crown of wisdom. How is that even possible? My grandmommy Ophelia's answer to many of my philosophical queries was simply, keep living, you'll get it. I have to trust in the fact that my grandmommy knew that I was an intelligent, analyzing, and very observant brown girl for her to decide to respond to my question the way she did. But that concept she planted in my mind colored the way I thought about wisdom, maturity, and age. Is age more than just a number? Or does it arrive partnered with wisdom? Or is age just that, a biological calendar? I am a woman of a certain age. I don't consider myself to be a know-it-all, but at 54, coming straight from Linwood in Detroit, I have learned life lessons that have become foundational golden bricks that I live by. I was raised in a religious household, and as a minister's daughter, lived with a foot in the worldly and religious realms of life. I know what, quote, what people do for money, and I understand, quote, what for the I understand what for the love of money will make people do. I have done dumbass things for love, been in sexual situations where I jeopardized my soul and damaged my spirit, inhabited spaces, places, and basements where things occurred that I still can't speak on, made crushing choices and decisions that I didn't have the good sense to be ashamed of or in part regret. Inside of those foundational golden bricks are the stuff that wisdom is made from. Wisdom comes from the lessons I learned and growth thereby occurs. Here's the key. We all experience lessons on our journey of life. We grow to maturity based on how we mentally process the lesson that the universe wants us to learn. If we don't learn the lesson, we repeat the process over and over and over again until we get it. Or as my grandmommy says, we keep living. Sometimes that even means that there are those among us that have culturally reached that period of time in life. But here's the word of the week again, age, where so-called wisdom is supposed to reside, but has skipped over. 
You meet these souls daily and interact with them. Your third eye questions their opinions, advice, life outlook, and judgment. You know something is off about their perspective. Their biological calendar and wisdom aren't aligned and there is zero growth. Growth is very important and tantamount to maturity. So do not experience, some do not experience growth or maturity because they have yet to what? Learn the lesson. For whatever the reason, they are stagnant. If you want to grow, mature, and wise, one, learn from your mistakes. We all make them. Just don't become rooted in them. Two, remain humble. Learning the lesson only happens through acceptance. Three, don't be bitter. Yeah, shit happens. It happens to all of us. But you can wallow in bitterness and poison everything around you or grow and move successfully forward. Your choice. Four, stop playing the blame game. True, they fucked up. So do you. You can only be responsible for the choices you make as an adult. From here on out, you are responsible for your actions and your reactions. So wisdom doesn't come with age. Wisdom comes from growth. And guess what? Wisdom is ageless. So with that, with that post, what I was hoping or intending that people get or understand is that Time doesn't grant you the wisdom. As spiritual beings, the wisdom already resides within us. But as we have these human experiences, we have to call Whatever lessons the universe believes will enrich us, we have to call from those experiences that we have. And as we're doing that, we're just mining the wisdom and we're acquiring the wisdom and we're stacking it up for present day life. We're stacking it up for future occurrences and future experiences we may have. We're also, we're also um, acquiring this wisdom to be able to pass it on because it's not ours to keep. <laughs> wisdom is not something that we acquire and we get a degree for and we put it on the wall and we look at it and say, oh yeah, look, look what I have. No, the, the rewards of acquiring wisdom is to be able to pass it on, to be able to give it to our children and to be able to pass it on to, to other generations so that they can learn from it and so that they can be able to use our wisdom as tools to call 
more wisdom from being a spiritual being. And they can use the bricks that we have given them to build foundations so they can build their own stores of wisdom. So they can build their own libraries where they can grab from when needed and also open the doors to share. Because that's how that's how all of this really works. Everything that we have right now as human beings is really not ours. We get to pass that on. That's the circle of life. So every moment that we enjoy and that we we interact with one another on this planet. We're either sharing our gifts, passing on wisdom, passing on love. All of those wonderful things that we experience and and that includes sadness. Grief. But it's not about being selfish and keeping things to ourselves. It's really about passing things on. Sharing the legacy, passing on the legacy to others. Because they have to get through this thing called life as well, right? How does one acquire this wisdom? I touched on it very briefly, but wisdom comes from growth. What you do, what you've learned from the lessons that you have survived. Did you learn anything? Was it positive or was it negative? Because remember, when we go through certain certain uh, things and life experiences, we take away the positive and we also take away the negative. But what is the lesson? What was it that you was meant to learn? If you've chosen the negative aspect of that experience and you've chosen that as a brick to build your foundation with, you chose poorly and then that is a brick but it's not a brick of wisdom and it's not a brick of gro- of growth for instance let's say you have been cheated on by your partner Your experience can be the lesson that you can learn from this experience positively is that 
All right, this person wasn't meant for me. This person was not the one. This person was immature or whatever. It's time for me to move on to something else, to someone who's going to love me the way I deserve to be loved. Yes. And this time around, I'm going to be looking for this person who has the following qualities. And I'm going to take my time in looking for that person. Boom. Or here's the negative aspect or response that you, a person could think, you know what? I'm sick of them. You know what? I don't like men or I'm, I don't like women. All women or all men are dogs. They're cheaters. They cannot be trusted. The next relationship I get in, I'm going to make sure that I trust them as far as I can throw them. I'm not going to give all my love to them. I'm not going to give my heart to them. Well, at least not all of it. And I'm going to always look at them with the side eye because they're probably lying to me and will lie to me all the time. That's the negative aspect. That's the negative choice that you could take from the situation. So you have to choose based on which of those choices you're going to build your foundation with. Because how you move forward is going to determine your growth. And if you allow yourself to wallow in pity and hurt and pain, then you're going to pick the negative option. And whenever your friends or your children or your coworker or whomever comes to you with a story of being, um, of being used, of being a victim of, uh, a fake love, what will be your advice to them? Your advice is going to sound like this. Child, I'm trying to tell you, all men are dogs. I wouldn't trust not a one. You're better off by yourself. Or dog, these women ain't shit. You got to look out for yourself. Don't trust them. They're just gold digging bitches. So would you rather get advice from that person? <laughs> or would you rather get advice from the person that says, girl, I'm sorry to hear about that. I'm sorry to hear about that. But you know what? There are a lot of good men out here. You know, give yourself some time to grieve over this relationship and slowly get yourself back out there. And, you know, look for the person that is going to have the qualities that you need. Give yourself some time. They're out there. Or this one. 
Hey, man, I'm sorry to hear about that. I don't know what she was on, bro, but you're a good man. There are some women out here who are not going to treat you like that, man. Who's going to be able to give you the, the, the interest and the, the love that you desire, man. Going to be able to give you that love. Keep looking, bro. Don't give up. She out there. Which <laughs> that is what you call wisdom. That's what you call growth. And to be able to give good advice, positive advice, then through our experience experiences, we have to learn the lesson and we have to grow. And trust me, there are women and men who are in their 50s and 60s who give out bad advice. <laughs> who give out the advice of what I of, of, of the what I said previously to the latter scenarios. There are people who give out that type of advice because they didn't grow from any of their experiences. So the only bricks that they have to share are negative bricks, are negative books of, 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 of what they call wisdom, but it's not, it's not going to help you. Not as a spiritual being and not as a, a physical being. It's, they're not going to help you. But on the other side, that advice is going to help you. The person saying, yeah, this happened to you. But everyone is not built like that. You can find what you're looking for. Just give it time and continue to trust in the process. That's wisdom. Everybody doesn't have it, but you, you, can acquire it. just takes a little time and a little adjustment in the way you process your life experiences. And it takes having that commitment to reconnect to the divine, to reconnect to your spiritual self. And that's how all of this wisdom transmits to you so that you can be able to transcend negativity and low energy and bad vibes and hostility and anger and resentment and all of those things 
that people use as foundational bricks for their lives and all of that, ugh, that icky stuff they call wisdom and advice. And they pass on to their offspring and their offspring passes on to their friends. And then it's just, it's just out here in the atmosphere and people are feeding on it. And that's why you have the, 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 the type of world that we have today. So you have to ask yourself, how do you want to play it? How do you, how do you see yourself aging? Are you aging with that beautiful crown of wisdom? Or are you just aging? Thank you so much for tuning in to the spiritual musings of a brown girl. Check me out next week and we'll have another discussion that's going to help you to reconnect with the divine and to become a more enriched spiritual person. This is Tracy Ricks Foster. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.